Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. The Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of drive radio brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive radio on KLZ 560, the source. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560, hour number two. Myself, Jeff Kitty, of course, Charlie Grimes, and Larry Unger answering phones. Randy out in Kansas. What's going on, Randy? Hey, Larry asked me about the weather out here. Boy, it's been crazy in the last six weeks, i tell you that. Boy, it has. I think we're expecting 60 to 80 mile an hour gusts in not where I'm at. Wow. I'm about 30 miles from uh, Burlington. But the rest of the state is going to get it. But, man, we got that Polar Express in the last three weeks. <laughs> well, about yep. last six weeks, we yep. got that Polar Express. Yes, we have. We went down to, without the wind, and we got plenty of wind the last couple of nights. We went down to minus two, or it was two, and then it was minus six the night before. I had to drive the car just to charge the battery. Mm. You know, I was, I was worried about it. Mm-hmm. I got a, a one-year-old AGM, diehard, one-and-a-half strength, but still. Anyway, uh, I had a question on a tranny. If yes. that guy Jeff was there, and yep. also if he knows anything about differentials, I'd like to ask him about differential and a- axle. He yep. has a minute. Okay. W- which one you want to start out with first? Just <laughs> pick your poison. Uh, okay. Let's go with the let's go with the diff and the uh, axles. I had those replaced about at most a year and a half ago. What's it in? I got in the car. I got in the car. I was making grinding noises when I took off. You know, went left or right. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I got in the car, it sounded like a new car. Like someone gave me someone else's car. I told him that. You sure it's mine? Yeah. But, uh, Is anyway. that, that's on your Jeep, Randy? On your Cherokee? Right, the 99 Sport. Okay. Uh, but anyway, it's been, it's been, you know, I said it's been a year, year and a half now. And, uh, they replaced the, the axles. And then as far as the differential, they did a 99% rebuild. I guess uh, that big sprocket that looks like a 10-speed where your pedals are, I don't know if that's a ring opinion, whatever. Yeah. That's the only thing they didn't replace. I wonder if maybe that might have went bad because I'm getting that little bit of noise when I take off now from a dead stop. Now, if I keep the car rolling, you know, it just just rolling, three miles an hour or whatever, I'm good. But if I stop completely and take off and I, and I turn, it's usually when I turn also. It's not when I go straight. I get that little bit of a little bit of a grind. And I know they put the regular uh, petroleum oil in there, so... I'd immediately got that out and put in some full synthetic Beveline uh, Max. And it, on this? Aye, aye. <laughs> 243000 Okay. Uh, is it constantly there? Is it on or off the gas? Or? Uh, the only time I get that noise, like I said, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't matter. If I make a complete stop and I go left or right, when I first take off, I get that little bit of a noise for maybe, you know, three... Three seconds, you know, not even five seconds, about three seconds. Uh, but brand new axles and 99% rebuild on a on a diff. I, I I don't get it except for that part, that big ring there. Okay, I would everything else. If it's only on takeoff, and then it kind of goes right. away, I yeah. would kind of look for possibly a bad 
transmission mount? That's been replaced not too long ago, and they last a long time. Mm, sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, it's probably it, been a few years, but I mean, it's it was, a long, it was twice as long, three times as long as that before it was replaced. But anyway, I I look into that. Uh, it could uh, be that your ring and pinion was just wore out, mm-hmm. and they. I've seen ring and pinions that look fantastic when you're putting right. them together, but they still make noise. And right. part of the reason is is because you can't get it. Either you've worn through the hard surfacing, and it's actually wearing into the ring and pinion, or yeah. you can't get it in the right pattern that it was in before, and it's wore into that pattern, and they'll right. make some noise that way. Well, see, the thing was, I asked him about you know getting a new one, and he said, if I get you a new one, he said, it's going to be noisier than if I put this one back in. And like I said, when I, when I picked up the car, I thought no. I got a new no. car. No, not true. That, that's, no. a, that's an incorrect statement. No, unless they're using just really cheap ring gear. Yeah, that's that's an incorrect no, statement. No, there, there was a dealership right up the road. This was in Michigan, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's an incorrect uh, statement. Incorrect. Okay. Uh, as far as the tranny goes, I'm just wondering if there's anything I should look for or because of the miles. Because the car's a keeper. I've had it, you know, a long time. I put a lot of money in it. It's not going anywhere. If anything, I'm going to get, you know... A tranny rebuilding the paint job. I mean, that car is mine for the rest of my life. It ain't going nowhere. Even yeah. if I get a new car. So, what do you look? What do you want to know on that, Randy? To replace so it, or want to know is there anything I should I should suspect or look? Or it's not giving me any problems, but it's a keeper, and I don't want to. I want to do this on my time. Jeez. So, if there's something helpful hint you can give me, or I can do this on my time and give it to a guy on a Monday, pick it up on a Thursday. <sighs> Rather than have it happen on a Saturday and somebody's closed Sunday, then they can't get me in until Wednesday. Yeah. The best thing I can tell you is maintenance. Just keep okay. the transmission fluid changed and stuff like that. And when if it went, when they pull the pan on it, they'll be able to see if you got something going on. Yeah, there's a screen there. I mean, half the, half the time I replace it, I, have them at, I request they replace it. The other half the time, my guy's like, well, this is a... It's not like a spongy filter. It's kind of like a screeny thing. Yeah. So he, he's like, well, this really doesn't need it. And I'm like, well, put it in anyway. <laughs> no, I get it. it. I get it. But servicing the transmission, any drive lines and stuff like that, servicing them is going to get you the longest life out of them. Right. And uh, that'll help you keep up on the maintenance on it because you'll, if you can look at the PAM when they do it, you can see if there's right. a metal in it or stuff like that, and there's, you know, there's always going to be some metal in that pan. Right. Uh, but if there's excessive metal in it, that's going to tell you you got something going on. Yeah, Especially at that mileage. Mm-hmm. This guy down the road here is a little stick about you know I come back blah blah blah. Whereas I had a guy for dang near twenty years in Florida and a guy for dang near twenty years in Colorado and. You know, I'd, I'd stand right under the car. What's this? What's that? What's this? What's that? What's this? And, you know, they'd show me everything. This guy here's, I don't know if he's going to want me to. But I'm sure he'd tell me, if, you know, if I had a lot of metal. Have him take pictures. Bag. Yeah. Well, that or I'll just ask him, was there, you know, mm-hmm. excessive yep. metal? There you go. That All right. Uh, I did get my fluid changed. Should I get some, should I get some synthetic fluid put in there? Because I'm sure they put regular synthetic or whatever the car called for. Is that good enough? Whatever it called for is fine. Yep. Okay, then I should be good. Yep, Thank you, you guys. Be, you betcha, Randy. Uh-huh. Appreciate it. Let's jump to Dennis before a break. Dennis, what's going on, sir? Yeah, I just had a question. I wanted your opinion. Um, 
in about a year or so, I'm thinking of buying another vehicle. And it'll be something probably a year or two old. Okay. And what I'm looking at is Subaru, Crosscheck, and RAV4. I was just wondering, which one Which one do you think is the better of the two? Um, as far as resale value down the road, they're both very high. The Crosstrek has a CVT transmission, or I think you can... There's not too many of them around, but you might be able to find one with a manual transmission because they're still doing those. Uh, RAV4, pretty tough to beat across the board, honestly. Yep. Yeah, that's what I was kind of swaying towards, but I just kind of wanted your yeah, opinion Again, not, as not, well. not bad-mouthing the Crosstrek, but they're not really the same vehicle either. The RAV4 is going to be larger. Yep. Right, right. So yeah. they're not, not one and okay. the same as far as that goes. I appreciate your opinion. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Yeah, as far as the Subaru product goes from a RAV4, you'd probably have to go to a Forester or Outback to get a similar size. The Crosstrek is not a very big vehicle. No. Not not saying anything against it. It's just... Depends on your application. You'd have to look at a Crosstrek and even more of the uh, HRV, I think they call it, you know, the smaller... Uh, and I'm sure I've botched that name, but the the version of SUV below the uh, Rav Four. Um, oh, the um, hang on, I got to look it up. I'm sorry, I should know this off the top of my head, and I do not. Um, what do they call it? It is the I'm looking right now as we speak. Uh, crossover. It's their um, CHR. CHR would be more of the size of what a cross truck would be. The RAV4 is going to be larger. Again, more like what a Forester or Outback would be. So, again, just make sure we're comparing apples to apples. Nothing against the cross truck. If you could find a cross truck with the manual transmission and not the CVT, that would be my own preference, just saying. Uh, but, again, do whatever you need to do there as far as that goes. All right, we'll be right back. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio. Take advantage of Geno's Alignment and Tire Rotation Special for $99.99. Snow has stayed on the ground thanks to cold temperatures, creating potholes and other driving hazards. We all know tires have a way of finding those holes, wreaking havoc on your car's suspension. Also know that an Alignment and Tire Rotation will help get even wear and longer life out of your tires. For over 40 years, Geno's Auto Service has been serving Littleton and customers along the front range. As members of Colorado Select Auto Care, we'll back up our work with Napa's nationwide peace of mind warranty. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Don't forget to check out all Geno's Google reviews for a good snapshot of the business. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. We are AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Take advantage of Geno's $99.99 alignment and tire rotation special. Some restrictions apply. See Geno's for details. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, 
Keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them and be polite. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop, and then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic altercations and accidents. So put this number into your phone, 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm, and proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Just a little bit of housekeeping here as well. As if any of you send us, uh, send me anything via email, you go to the contact us form on the website or whatever. What I need you to make sure that you're doing as well is if you if you put in your email address this particular week, and I know things kind of run in spurs, but this particular week I think I had three different email responses I sent back to people answering questions that bounce back to me, address not good, where that means somebody, you know, you who was trying to email me didn't put the something, the right info, the right, who knows, it's off a letter, I, whatever the case may be, I have no idea. And, I, and by the way, I, I, I don't know because I just don't have time to even worry about looking at each it's individual letter, control. it's out of my control. If it bounces back, I, I'm, I'm not going to go through and try to figure out what's wrong, what letter is wrong, this, that, and the other. I, I'm just not going to do that. So point being, if you want to get a response from me, make sure that you are double, triple checking your email yep. that you've entered in to make sure that when I respond, it in fact is correct and the email that I send back is going to go through. I just got one a moment ago, uh, and I know this is, as was a specific caller uh, last week, and and I again I apologize. I'm doing my best to answer these, but when they kick back to me, again I don't have time to go through and figure out exactly what's wrong with the email address. So if you send me an email and you want a response back, which you wouldn't be sending it to me if you didn't, uh, yeah. please make sure that you go through and double check everything to make sure that it is what you know it's it's complete and that it's accurate, so that when I send you a response back, it will actually 
go through. So, if, and, and, and also, if you've sent me something and I haven't responded, it probably would be worth you looking at things to double check to make sure that um, you're sending me the correct info because there there isn't an email I don't respond to. So just as a side note, housekeeping, if you send me something, I will respond to it, and i got to put one on hold. I just put one of you on hold. Hang tight. Uh, Larry will screen that call here in just one minute. Don't, don't worry. We'll get to you here in just a moment. Uh, but bottom line, if you're sending me something and you want a response, I will respond to you. If you don't see a response within, oh, a couple of days max, typically I respond right away. But if you don't get a response back within a couple of days, send me another email. Just to double check to make sure that I've gotten that email and that you've got everything filled out. And I just checked the one that bounced back, and I now see the issue somebody didn't spell Gmail correctly. So this one I think I can fix fairly easily because this one's pretty pretty easy. Um, but I caught this one, and again, just because I'm paying attention, I went and looked. Normally, I am not going to take the time to go look at that. So if you put your email address in, make sure you're doing it in a way that I can actually um, get back to you on this. And this one I will just fix here as we're speaking because I can already tell you from looking at it that's the problem. So I will get that one sent back, and there you go. But in the future, yes. make sure that you're spelling things correctly because, and I'm, I'm not trying to be rude, I just, I've got a lot going on in my world, as you guys can all tell, and have a lot of things that I do on a daily basis, and no offense, trying to be specific on email addresses and fixing different things that I know might be a mistake is not one of those things I have a lot of time for. So just just a side note. All right, really quick, CVT transmissions. We were talking about this during the break. Why is that still a problem with a lot of manufacturers, even on new cars today? My biggest thing is... I have is, my own thoughts, but I want to get yours. My biggest thing on that is, is I believe it has to do with the, the belt and the pulleys inside. Uh the design of it is a metal making machine. Machine. And, and to, to explain that to everybody, it, it's there's got, metal. Uh, it's metal got v two pulleys, pulleys. right? V, v, th- real quick, those of you that ever rode a mini bike back in the day, yeah, or a snowmobile or something similar, Polaris Razor, whatever. That's all this is. Other than back then, they used to use a rubber belt no. yeah. with steel pulleys. That's not the way a CVT transmission yeah. works, right? Right. They're using now, a metal belt. Well, they use a metal belt, and it slides on those two pulleys. To one gets smaller, one gets bigger, and vice versa. Changing the so, ratios of the transmission the ratio, indefinitely. Yeah. So the problem is, is that when that slides against those pulleys, it's it's got to be making minute amounts of metal. Now they have because elect- it's metal to metal, metal right. to metal. Okay, they have a fluid in there that's supposed to help alleviate that. However, when you make that metal, it 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 gets into the electronics as far as solenoids and some valves and stuff like that. And the biggest thing is is the dirtier that oil gets. Yep the worse it gets. So my deal on the CVTs, the ones that get the most mileage out of them are the ones that are serviced on a regular interval. And I would do it a minimum of about 30,000 miles. 30 to 50, somewhere in that neighborhood, depending yeah. on how you drive. Yeah, depending on yep. how you drive. Yep. And if you're really hard on it, I would do it every 15. Yep. 
So there you go, folks. So, and I agree, by the way, I agree with Jeff. I think the reason they don't last as long as they should is they don't get service as much. It's not like having gears that mesh against each other and stuff like that. We, you know, but that stuff gets into bearings. Yeah. And it just eats them. Yep. I mean, it's like having a little somebody dumping sand. Good point. And <laughs> your transmission. I Good mean, point. it just, it just, it's abrasive and it starts eating things. Dan and Westcliff, you're next. Go ahead. Hey, John, how you doing? Good, sir. Good. Got a question back about the uh, 2015 GMC Canyon pickup with transmission problem. Okay. okay. I got it uh, not, little, not quite two years ago, but uh, Purifoy used to be Purifoy. Right. Yeah, they've sold up. since. Yeah, they did. And uh, anyway, I had 45,000 miles on it. And after I bought it, it started having a transmission problem. And I, I bought a GMC warranty that covers everything. Anyway, the transmission, when you're going down the road and hit passing gear... The RPMs go up, but the speed doesn't increase hardly at all. And I live in Westcliff up here, and so I drive a lot in that manual shift because I'm in, in and out of the mountains a lot up here. And it does the same thing on that or the regular drive. And I talked to a gentleman, uh, a couple of you guys, i got to apologize. When I'm up here, you go five miles out of town, and your cell phone don't work. So I had all kinds of problems talking to guys. Paul, mm-hmm. you weren't here. They were You were out of town then, but... Uh, okay. Anyway, that's what I'm doing, uh, and they told me I can go somewhere and maybe have it checked with uh, analyzer, uh, piece of equipment to see if there's a transmission glitch. And have you got any check it. engine lights or anything like that on? No, there's nothing like that. Excuse me, nothing like that goes on. Uh, everything's good. It runs good. It's got plenty of pep, uh, but it's just that you're... Uh, they like in even fourth or fifth in the manual shift, you go to hit passing gear and the RPMs go up almost to 6,000 RPM before it gets a lot of speed out of it. Now, and that's when you're in manual shift? Yeah, in manual shift. I drive it in manual shift almost all the time in the mountains up and down instead of well, using the brake all the time in the mountains. Well, if you're driving that in manual shift, it's not going to upshift or downshift. Okay, yeah, the passing gear works. It just, uh, the RPMs go up so high before it gets any speed out of there. And it did the same thing in drive. Drive drive gear? Yeah. It did the same thing in drive. Okay. Yeah, I would I would take that in and have it checked because it might have put a code in there that's not going to turn a check engine light on. So you need to have somebody scan that with a good quality scanner and see what's okay. going on. And they might even have to test drive it. With the scanner on it at the yeah. same time is what we were talking about earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did take it to a, to a Chevrolet dealer in Canyon City, and they said they drove it couldn't find any problem. They said it wasn't doing nothing like what I said. Have them, have, have them let you drive it with okay. a technician sitting in the passenger seat. Okay. Because chances are they're not driving the same way you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Now, would uh, adjustment for the computer, like uh, computer on the transmission? With There's no adjustments. It's no, not going to be adjustment. It might be a uh, update. Right, but there are yeah software. Uh, but think of like your computer having an update done to it. It's similar to that. But yeah, there's no adjustments. There's no adjustments in that unit except for when you build it. Oh, okay. Uh, do you have any Napa shops in Colorado Springs that you know of? I didn't get a chance to look. And see I have one. Out. If you send me an email, I can give you a referral on that, Dan. I won't do it over the air, though, because they're not 
a sponsor. Okay. They're not paying. Yeah. All right. This is Don, by the way. But anyway, we have a great shop oh. up here. That's not an Epa shop. It's Westland Petroleum. Sure. And they're great. They do a lot of that kind of stuff. So maybe I'll start with them and see what they. Well, can yeah. Do for I mean, me. yeah. I I don't know them, but yeah. There's nothing. If you know, if you know them, sure. Start there, Don. Yeah, okay, I will do that. Okay. All right, thanks, fellas. You're very yeah. welcome, Don. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Let's go to Mark and Wiggins. Mark, welcome. Hey, good morning, guys. I was just trying to think of what you guys were talking. The uh, question of the day was, uh, what, what, do you, what is um, the most annoying thing you think people think of you? Or can you repeat think of you. Most annoying thing strangers think about your vehicle. So so I, I have uh, a WRX, and I guess I would think... Most people would assume that I'm going to drive that at 100 miles an hour, constantly. <laughs> um, and so I get these vehicles that come up behind me as if they're going to draft on me. Yes. Um, and, and it drives me nuts because I'm trying to be safe and follow the speed limit, not lose my license, which I think is a privilege still. And and so that really annoys me. But I guess because I drive the WRX, people assume I'm going to go 100. Yeah, well, good one. I think that's true. And by the way, so, I mean, there's a lot of performance cars, and I've I've experienced the same thing, Mark. You're driving a performance vehicle, and somebody pulls up next to you or gets behind you, and they all of a sudden think you're going to be the you know that speed demon. And it's like, no, you know, just honestly get away from me. I don't need you around me. I want to be safe, and yeah, I don't yeah. need you near me. Just keep yeah. your distance. Just go Give me away. my space. Yeah, I definitely try to try to get away from them or whatever you can. Just, you exactly. Know, it's like, give me my space. I do have a yeah. I do have a question about. Um, you guys were talking about the CDT uh, uh, servicing. Yes. Yeah. Um, so one of the other fleet has a CVT, and you, I remember you guys mentioning, you know, change that 30000 which we did. Um, we're about a couple hundred miles away from going to 60000 uh service. Um, but you had mentioned uh, a couple minutes ago about, um, you know, extreme uh, – driving or, or conditions that would cause you to need to do 15,000-mile intervals for a CVT. A lot of city driving. So if that. you're a CVT yeah. owner and you're on the highway very little, but you're stoplight to stoplight all day long where that thing is really up just and down, up, up and, and down. down. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're just on and off the throttle. You would be the 15,000-mile yeah. interval guy. Even if, you're, even if you're doing a lot of mountain driving? Yep, same thing. As well. You know? Because uh, we're we're out on the plains and we don't we don't do we do some uh, you know maybe once or twice. I know where you live. Uh, you're probably there, not that person. Yeah. What what about towing a camper trailer in the summertime once once or twice? If you're doing that, yes, you that would be, be a fifteen thousand mile interval. Correct. Oh, okay. So yes. we should have changed it a while ago. Probably yep. needs done now. Yes. Got it. Okay. Well, then we need to get her done. Maybe change it to fifteen yeah. if we're doing the if we're doing the towing. And make okay. sure you're using the factory fill. Yeah, we are. We're we're using a a, a shop in Greeley that uh, John Rush Perfect. Yep. recommended to yep. us. There, there you go. Mark. You're Which set. Is not a sponsor, so I won't give them. The no, name, you're set. No, I know who you're using. They're fine. They're good guys. They're, they're a great company, and they yep. take care of. It. Oh, and the other thing I want to add is, you know, because we bought these vehicles new, which is new to me, I've never owned a new vehicle in my life until now, which is a really nice blessing, is is Blackstone Labs. We've been doing the uh, oil and the transmission fluid testing mm-hmm. at those yeah. intervals to, to see where they're at. And uh, so that gives me really good peace of mind because yep. the, this particular vehicle had a recall due to the transmission. 
Mm-hmm. And so we'll we'll get that test redone again here in, in a couple hundred miles. But um, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how that's going to go. And then if that does reflect, you know, like you said, go to fifteen thousand for for the towing mm-hmm. bit in the mountains, then we'll just do that. It's it's not cheap, but neither is that transmission. No, no. not at all. No, that's the way to do it, Mark. You're on the yep. you're on the money. Thanks, man. Thanks, Thanks Mark. Appreciate, appreciate you very much. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Charles and Littleton will be right back. We got a couple lines open. 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie Distributing, your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. This week, we're going to talk about one of the most expensive components in your whole car, the transmission specifically the transmission fluid. You see, according to the Automatic Transmission Rebuilders Association, or ATRA, the number one cause for transmission failure is fluid failure. And the number one cause for fluid failure is heat. You see, most transmission fluids can last as long as 100,000 miles as long as the fluid stays at or below 180 degrees. According to ATRA, for every 20 degree increase in the operating temperature of that fluid, the life of the fluid is halved. That means conditions like stop and go traffic or mountain driving or the terrible Colorado weekend combination of both can quickly lead to a severe degradation of transmission fluid, thusly significantly reducing the protection needed to keep that expensive component trouble-free and fun to drive. So, what should you do? At BG, we recommend replacing any fluid prior to the point of failure. In our experience, replacing the transmission fluid every 30,000 miles and treating the new fluid with an antioxidant conditioner will protect your car for life. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. We'll talk to you again next week. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and, in most cases, an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now 
at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Charles and Littleton, you're next. Go ahead. Yes, uh, I was just calling because uh, I have an engine light on. Okay. A Silverado, but uh, it seems like it's running all right. What year Silverado is it, Charles? What year? Yeah, what year, sir? It's a 218 High Country. Okay, 2018. uh, 1,500, 2,500, what is it? Yeah, 1,600. I've only had it a year I bought it used. Okay. But uh, I had, uh, before, uh, the plugs put in by somebody else. And then um, it was misfiring on number five, but it was just a loose wire to the to the coil. Okay. Okay. So I was wondering uh, if I could get it scanned at one of these parts stores. Is that no. Good no. No, you're in Littleton. <laughs> Go over and see Steve and the guys at Geno's and have them put the scan tool on it and find out exactly what's going on and depending upon the actual brand of spark plug they use that could actually be causing yeah. the light to come on uh, it was uh uh delco but, but it was uh, recommended yeah if long, yeah. ac delco is what it came with as long as they put in the same sp- same thing here. i got it from uh, napa okay yeah and the key is they've got to be the exact same spark plug it came with otherwise it's it's going to turn the light on oh yeah it just went on yes uh Yesterday, and okay. they got them plugs they bought. <laughs> yeah, go, go into Geno's, have, have Steve or John there get, you know, help you out, and they can do that for you, yeah. Charles. Are they open today? They're not they today, but Monday through yeah. Friday. But I can drive it until You then, sure right? can, just as yeah. long as it's not flashing. So you can drive it if it doesn't flash. Okay, I appreciate it. You're Thanks. very welcome, Charles. Yeah, and that's just a comment for all of you listening. If the If the... Check engine light is just on steady, safe to drive, no problem. Your mileage and some other things aren't going to be what it should be. But if it ever flashes, you've got to stop driving it. That, yep. That's an indication that we've got a problem, and you could do damage to different components on the vehicle, and we want to quit driving it when the when the check engine light starts flashing. Bill and Lakewood, you're next. Hey, how hard is it going to be for me to find someone that can charge a 94 air conditioner? Uh... That's R12. Depends on if they have R12 or not. It depends. Some, some sure will be able to, some won't. Yeah. So it's hit or miss, huh? It's going to be. Yep. you have to call around first on that one because not everybody will do that. I'm right down the block from Crown Hill. Right. Um, and, again, I don't know. That That's just going to uh, be a matter of calling different shops and who's got okay. R12 and who doesn't. Arvada West? I don't know that they've got any R12 left either. Maybe. Arvada West might be able to help you, Bill. They're not that far from you. So if there isn't any, what's, is there any options to convert? Well, oh, there's some out there. You just got to find somebody that has it. There's some around. Four? I would not convert it. There's people that still have R12. Okay. Yep. Okay. You're, you're okay, talking to one of them, but no, I'm not selling mine. <laughs> I have it for my old car, so there is still some around, Bill, and you can find some. Okay, thanks. You're welcome, yeah. Bill. Appreciate it. Yes, so R12 is still around. And some of us that have old cars like myself still have some inventory of, and you can find it. You just have to you have to search it out. But, yes, there's R12 still out in the marketplace. Alan and Thornton, you're next. Good morning. I have a Chevy, uh, 64 Chevy C10 pickup. Oh, nice. And it's re- it is, and it's restored. Okay. But I'm concerned because um, with spring and summer coming up, I'd like to drive it more 
kind of like a, I'm retired, but a daily driver mm-hmm. kind of for that. But I'm concerned about the auto thefts, considering we're the leading mm-hmm. in the nation. Mm-hmm. Do you have any? I have a club for the steering wheel, but they can just hook up with a, a tow truck and be gone in five minutes. They can. So I was kind of asking to see if you have any ideas on how I could get some kind of alarm system or anything that you would know. There's nothing that will take over for a rollback, backing up and hauling it off, even an alarm. Because the problem we've got in today's world, Alan, and you've seen it as well as I, an alarm will go off someplace and anymore most people just ignore what's even going off. Unless it's you hearing it and you can get there quickly, uh, having an alarm on it isn't going to make a hill of beans bit of difference because most people today just ignore it. Unless you've got the ability to you know, disable somebody from hopping in and starting it, and the club, by the way, does that. But the rollback truck or even just a tow truck where they can pick the back wheels up and drive off, uh, there's nothing stopping that from happening. Nothing at all, period, including an alarm. Yep. That's a shame because I'd like to drive the truck more, but I'm scared to put it I don't. And by the way, I don't blame you. I mean, I've got similar vehicles to you, and it's one of those things where unless you're going to be around literally with your eyes on it at all times, I would not leave it out of my eyesight. <laughs> well, thank you. That's kind of what I'm doing. Yep. So and and also that. have it insured correctly, and I'm assuming you do? Yes. Okay, because I was going to say... Paul Lewinberger, um, that's, that's, of course, my agent can do that for you. Charlie did just mention in my ear as well, you could also put a tracker on it, so if somebody did steal it, you'd know where it's at. So, yeah, you could put a GPS tracking device on it as well, Alan. Okay. Right, well, if at least you. if it got if it went missing, you'd know where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not a bad idea, by the way. You, you could, and, and anymore, you can do some of those with something as simple as an Apple AirTag, and there's very inexpensive devices you could use now to track it. You don't have to spend a lot of money. Mm. Okay, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Don't do what, Charlie? Yeah, yeah, and if you do know where the vehicle is, don't go alone. Go with a, uh, you know, somebody that's an officer of the law or something along those lines. Don't go after it yourself or you're liable to end up um, six foot under. Yeah. yeah, right. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, Alan. Yes, Charlie, thank you for that as well. Yeah, if you track your vehicle and you know where it ends up at, do not go find that on your own unless you've got some help, backup, something along those lines, because otherwise you could end up in in a world of hurt, and we've seen some of those stories. Somebody asked me, by the way, to explain how a dual-clutch transmission like some of the Fords, and actually Volkswagen was a pioneer of that back in the day, and several different companies are using that, how that's different from a CVT or a standard multi-gear auto. Thank you. Yes, for those of you that don't know, they're, they're basically a you know, dual-clutch transmission. Uh, there's all sorts of acronyms for that. Every company does it a little bit different, but essentially what it is, it's a, is it's a dual-clutch that is hydraulically operated automatically, and it feels very much like you're driving an automatic transmission when you drive it. It still is a standard transmission. It's not exactly like a standard transmission where you'd have to push the clutch in between each shift. They do some different things internally to the transmission to allow it to shift, quote-unquote, automatically or without having that pressure of the clutch being released. And I know I'm getting kind of simplistic here in the explanation, and some of you out there listening don't criticize me for that. The best thing to do to know how a dual-clutch manual transmission that works automatically operates, go to YouTube, Yep. type that in, and you can see all sorts of different videos, everything from just a basic explanation to very detailed explanation as to how one works. Actually, one of the most fascinating transmissions, I think, on the planet. I actually like them. If you're a performance person, they work extremely well. Uh, but they are not, how should I say this, Jeff? They're not inexpensive to, to repair. And there are some things that you need to know owning one if you, have, if you happen to have a vehicle that has one. Am I saying that right? Well, Ford's bought a lot of them back. 
on their, uh, what was it, the Festiva? Is that what it was? I don't remember. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was a Festiva. Or was it the Focus? Which Focus. one was it? Focus. Focus. Yeah, they ended up buying all of them back. Yeah, they didn't have very good luck. And, and again, this was a Porsche, uh, you know, Volkswagen sort of invention, I guess you could say. I think they were one of the first companies to yep. do that back in the day. There's a lot of companies now that are doing that, including Chevrolet on the new C8 Corvettes. That's a similar transmission in regards to that. So a lot of the hypercars, by the way, the supercars yep. actually use a use a dual clutch. It's a, it's a clutchless it's a dual clutch, automatically operated transmission. Is probably the best way for me to explain yep. that. And again, it isn't. It is like an automatic transmission in how it operates, but it is not an automatic transmission. It's probably the best way for me to to say that. I think Brian is next. Brian and Longmont, you're next. Uh, John, uh, earlier today you took a call and you mentioned that uh, you were driving a. Uh, I forget what the caller said. But you said that uh, you you were driving a uh, high performance car on the road, and you just want to go speed limit, and people would come up behind you. Oh yes, wanted to kind of always. So uh, a little before that, I was watching YouTube and uh, watching uh, uh, Ford versus not Ford versus Ferrari, but that era of videos from that era, and uh, with the GT40, and then with the Mark IV, which in practice, had been called the J car in mm-hmm. development. So Dan Gurney was there also. Mm. He, he and A.J. Foyt were the drivers of that car, and they were running 24 hours of Le Mans in France. They were running first, but Dan said the uh, Mark IV had this big 427 and ran really well, but it was heavy. He said it weighed almost 3,000 pounds. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound mm-hmm. like much, but... That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So he said he wanted to be careful with it, and this uh, Ferrari guy is pushing him, pushing him, and they've got a few hours left in the race. And so Dan actually, and he he talked about it for a while. He said he actually was trying to get the guy to go around. He wouldn't go around. And Dan pulled off and stopped. And and he said the uh, Michael Parks was this British guy. I remember that name from back then, uh, driving the Ferrari. He pulled off, too. And so the the one-two drivers, the first and second drivers, were actually stopped during the race. And finally, uh, Dan sat there and waved him on. And finally, the Ferrari guy went ahead. And then so Ferrari was first and Dan was behind him. And Dan came up and passed him, and he and AJ won the race. But he actually stopped to 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 fix that. Wow! So there you very cool. Yeah. Good story, Brian. Yeah. There you go. Bye. Good story. Okay. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it very much. Gary in Denver, hang tight. We'll come back to you in a moment. A couple lines open: three zero three four seven seven five six zero zero. The text line as well: three zero seven two hundred eighty two twenty two. This is Drive Radio. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. 
The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555 or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679, and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, we are back. Myself, Charlie Grimes, of course, our engineer, Larry Unger, answering phones, and Jeff Kitty, our transmission expert, with me as well. Gary in Denver, you're next. Go ahead, Gary. Oh, hi, John. Uh, thanks for taking my sure, call. Sure, you're very welcome. I want, want to give you some feedback on my call to you just about this time last week about a check engine light that uh, kept coming on, and it seemed to come on when it was cold, and you suggested I, I brought it into the shop on... Right, right, right. Yeah, and we had all the cold weather. So what's the outcome, Gary? Well, you suggested uh, have them them keep it overnight because it was cold the following day. Correct, yeah. And they they did that, and uh, sure enough, they figured out that it was they needed to replace the uh, fuel vapor canister. Yeah, the, the charcoal canister. Sure, that makes sense. And the purge control purge valve. Purge valve, yep. And so, you know, they're not inexpensive parts. No, they're not. At least it got fixed. Nice. So, so I assume the light's off now? Yeah. Nice. Off, so that's cool. Good job, Gary. Um, one other thing. Um, 
if you don't mind. And, and really quick, for everybody listening, the issue Gary, that Gary was having was only was coming on, light was only coming on when it was really cold outside. Our theory was there's probably a plastic part, something along those lines, that when it gets cold, everything's contracting, the crack is getting larger, then gets a vacuum leak, turns the light on. Once things warm back up, everything's good to go, done deal. And, Gary, I think that's what ended up happening. Yeah, and uh, on a completely different subject, John, I know you, you provide a service to some of your clients, some tax service, you know, tax strategy. Correct. And I happen to be working on a project now dealing with cryptocurrency. Oh. And I was wondering, do you find many of your clients are using cryptocurrency? Nope. None. I don't have a single client that does, Gary. Okay. Yeah, and I don't I think it's, it's. I don't think any of them have any kind of aversion to it. They, I just don't have anybody that is. Yeah, I think it's more. You more. We're finding it's utilized more in uh, uh, other countries where yes. they don't have a solid currency. I think you're correct on that. And yeah, no, I don't have a single client that's doing anything with with crypto. Um, I honestly don't even have any clients that will accept crypto as a payment so i don't have a single person you know single person and that's across the country i don't have anybody that i'm i'm consulting with that's doing that gary at all yeah it's a fascinating uh technology it is i own a little bit but i don't and i'll be honest gary i own a little bit and i haven't ever done anything with it i just own it i've never i've never even spent a nickel of it well, good for you you sure well, still got it oh i've got it it's not worth what it used to be but i still have it yes gary <laughs> Yeah, uh, you're going to find that new question on your 1040 form this year oh. about uh, have you uh, do you have do you have you had any transactions with crypto? Interesting. So make sure. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Now, okay. Check- now, does that apply to just people that have bought, sold, and so on, or if you just invested in it? What's the question pertain to, Gary? Well, if if you haven't had any transactions, in other words, you didn't buy and sell, if you're just sitting on it, you would answer no because okay. you haven't had any, any real transactions. Got it, which would be my case. I haven't done anything with it. But there's other people that, you know, and to their credit, you know, more power to them, Gary. They, they buy and sell and do all sorts of things with it. I'm just not one of those. Yeah, and a lot of them lose money. I know. Yeah, I didn't. For everybody listening, I did not put a lot in. I just did a really more of a test years ago, just to kind of see where things would go, and I'd keep track of it. And I wanted to be able to talk about it on air, and so on, have some basic understanding of it. But no, as you know, Gary, the FTX thing just really killed it as well, as you know. <laughs> yeah. All right, John. I'll let you. Hey, go. Gary. Thanks appreciate you time. very much. Thanks very much, and uh, glad that worked out on the vehicle. And for a lot of you listening, sometimes that's where having a vehicle dropped off in the conditions of what you're finding your problem to be in is so important because the shop can't find it unless you're duplicating the conditions that you're finding yourself in when those problems arise. MG and Thornton, you're next. Hey, John, how you doing today? I'm good. How are you, sir? Good. I really appreciate the show as always. Thank you. uh, Thank you. I wanted to tell you, we just got back from Mesquite, Nevada, fantastic golf uh, vacation. Oh, nice. Guys. We rented a Chrysler Pacifica mm-hmm. from the Vegas airport. And I'll tell you, four big guys, golf clubs, luggage. It had all the bells and whistles. Great vehicle. It, it, was, it was fantastic. They're a great like vehicle. I just around. test drove one not that long ago, did a review on it here uh, recently. And I drove the all-wheel drive version here recently recently. 
uh, MG. But yeah, fantastic. Minivans still, I know, get a lot of bad rap, and I don't know why, because they're about as versatile as it gets. Yep. Yeah, and it was. It suited every need we had, and uh, it was like riding around in a little limousine, actually, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I thought, hey, I'm going to get home. I'm going to look into these because this would be great for the kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, I looked on Consumer Reports, and, and they just rate it, you know, very poorly. They they don't think highly of it. Yeah, and that's uh, my so problem with Consumer Reports is I don't think, number one, Consumer Reports, for all of you that are listening, and maybe you don't believe me in this, but trust me when I say this, they are very import-oriented. In other words, MG, they don't like American car companies at all. They never have. They're always biased towards the import end of things. If Toyota, by the way, if that was a Sienna that you were doing a, a, you know, a review of or looking into, it would have higher marks in, in the Pacifica just because it says Toyota on it. That's just how Consumer Reports is. Interesting. Well, good to know. I, uh, I think for the, for the price and the uh, Bang for the buck, you know. If it lasts five or six, seven years, it'd be worth it. You know, I'm, uh, I'm going to look into it. Great vehicle. No, I, I, I gave it high marks in the review. Mg, I mean, again, if as long as you know, folks understand. And here's the other thing: it's a minivan that really doesn't even look like a minivan anymore. Their styling is so much better. Mg, that it's not a bad looking car either. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was fun for us golfers. You know, we didn't turn any heads driving it, but it was more utility. Oh, they work fabulous. The, the other thing I love about them, MG, is if you get in a spot where parking's a little tighter, you know, getting in and out of it's easy because the doors slide back. You can still climb in and out. You're not having these wide opening doors to get your folks in and out. They just work fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I'm, I'm definitely uh, great vehicle. going to look into it. And, great vehicle. In, in our, our area here, the all-wheel too. drive version MG, you, I drove that thing in the snowstorms and stuff we had. It didn't miss a lick. Great. Fantastic. Well, thanks again. You're Have welcome. Have a great day. Thank you, MG. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, and for those of you listening, we do reviews quite often. Actually, my son and I do them on uh, the, the Monday program, uh, about 445 every week. We usually have one or two that we do, and I do some here as well. But you can always go and listen to those. The Pacifica included. We have those up on the website. You can just go to drive-radio.com. They're listed there. Producer Ann does a great job of getting those things dissected and put up, and she extracts them from the different shows that we do. Puts them all by themselves. You're not listening to everything, you know, before and after. And we actually talk about a car review. And uh, and again, sometimes we'll even you know, she'll even add in some of the caller comments that we might have right after that. And this one here, I may very well cut out and do the same thing with because that was a great testimonial of somebody driving one as a rental car. And again, that's the other other reason why a lot of these manufacturers will put those in rental fleets is they know folks will drive those, like them. Most likely come back and look at one if it's something that, that, that you know that suited their needs. But yes, the Chrysler Pacifica, that minivan, it works absolutely fabulous. I have got nothing bad to say about it whatsoever. The creature comforts in it are absolutely fabulous. They've done everything that, of course, you know Chrysler Dodge Ram has done now for a while, and they've got very good agronomics. And if you haven't been inside of one, you're missing out because they actually work. Very, very well. So, yeah, uh, MG, you will not be dissatisfied in that at all. Uh, you can go test drive a new one for that matter. I think there's some of those actually around. Now, that's something else really quick I'll talk about in the uh, in the noon hour as well, noon to one, is there's still not a large inventory of vehicles on lots. And I, not far off of my prediction, because I said it would be 2024 until you start to see some vehicles back on lots. And I don't think I'm going to be too far off on that. But, hey, we'll be back. Another full hour coming your way. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? 
Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.